everyone. It's your girl, Melissa. Welcome back to another episode of the Social Angle Podcast. It's your girl, Melissa. And this episode, we're going to talk about social audio. So we're going to talk about what it is, um, four potential platforms or features that you can utilize to capitalize on social audio, and some benefits of implementing it into your social media marketing strategy. So let's get down to it. All right, so what is social audio? Basically, social audio is audio-based social media, um, whether it's standalone apps like Clubhouse or it's features that are built into an already existing social media app, such as Twitter Spaces. Um, that use audio as our primary form of communication. So pretty simple, right? Like live conversation rooms like they have in Clubhouse, voice messaging, or you know anything that involves some audio creation and editing and post-production. So that's kind of a broad stroke, but I feel like it's really important to define what this is because I know, you know I had been participating in Twitter spaces and Clubhouse and social audio started to come up as a primary definition to kind of having a, a primary umbrella, I should say, for how we define all these features and new apps that are coming out that are just solely looking to use audio to help people engage and connect in online communities. So if you're looking to find out more about social audio, you know, the different platforms and features individually, that would be a great search term to use, social audio or audio-based social media. So what are the top platforms? So there's definitely more than four, but I don't want to waste your time and, you know, have you guys look into platforms where there isn't really kind of a pre-established promo community. It doesn't mean that you can't go on to an app that's not listed and establish one yourself. And if anything, I encourage you to, because, you know, what might work for one person may not work for another, but if you're util uh, looking to utilize platforms where you can already connect with like a strong community of promo professionals, um, network, source leads, you know, vent, share ideas. These would be the four that I would suggest starting out on. So Clubhouse, right? Clubhouse was on everybody's lips at the beginning of the pandemic. I think it presented a great opportunity for people to connect with one another at a time where we really didn't have the benefit of seeing each other in our traditional means, right? Um, our industry is very events, you know, mostly in person and trade show focus. So not being able to do that for a significant part of 2020 was definitely a bummer for a lot of us. And then the exclusivity piece where since it's an invitation only app, you know, I think really helped the virality. Um, and I think their kind of promotion process that was more word of mouth based really, really, really help them, you know, spark interest and in early subscription rates for their app, which I think is pretty, um, pretty awesome. So what is Clubhouse for people who don't know? Clubhouse is an audio social network that facilitates group conversations through a series of voice chat rooms that users can drop into and listen in on. So in Clubhouse, you can create your profile um, and it's for iOS and Android through invitation only. And you can search the hallways as they call it, where you can find different rooms to drop in on. Some of them can be on everyday things like the best way to utilize Instacart um, to get your grocery order right. Or it could be somebody like Mark Zuckerberg, you know, um, 
you know, talking about the changes that he's making to Facebook's privacy settings, or, you know, it could be Oprah or Ashton Kutcher, or, you know, it could be people like Charity Gibson, Javi Melendez, or Mandy Clay, you know, hosting a room on Tuesdays, like Let's Talk Tuesdays, and, you know, talking about uh, preventing burnout as content creators, or issues they're experiencing in sourcing. So, there's a space for everybody on Clubhouse. You can find different communities just like you would kind of on TikTok, but you don't have the pressure of creating a visual component. This is something that's really great because you can't record Clubhouse. So it's one of those things where you can create your own room. You can even create a club. You can create two um, for the span of the lifetime of your account. If you go into the FAQs, you can submit a form. Um, it'll take some time to be processed because there's such high volume now because of the app's popularity. But if you're, again, trying to cultivate your own community, you can do that on Clubhouse. So you can host your own rooms and talk about topics that are, are great or of interest to you. And I think the cool thing about Clubhouse is if you're somebody who has an idea, you know, you're interested in hosting an event, they're so low overhead. You don't have to worry about renting a conference room, getting your AV set up. You know, you don't have to worry about, you know, making sure you have on a full face of makeup, you can present an idea, whether it's just to start a conversation or to potentially source leads um, in seconds flat. And I think that's a really, 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 really intriguing idea. So again, if you're looking to find promo professionals, Javi Melendez, Charity Gibson, and Mandy Clay, I think are some great people to follow. You can check out their followers and follow other promo professionals, and you can participate in some of the conversations that are already going on on the app before you venture out into maybe a wider spectrum of, of interest and topics. The second one that I wanted to go into was Twitter Spaces. And the cool thing about Twitter Spaces is it's already built into Twitter. So if you have a significant following on Twitter, or that's your preferred platform, whether for your personal brand or your company, you know, you don't have to download another app. This is a feature that is available to you if you have 600 plus followers. So Twitter Spaces basically allows anybody with a Twitter account that has more than 600 followers to host a conversation. Anyone who follows the account that hosts the space or who has been sent the conversations link will be able to join in. So again, there's not a visual element. You can drop links, um, which I think is cool and chat. So if you wanna share resources, I think it's very user-friendly, but again, you don't have to worry about being on camera. So the cool thing about Twitter spaces is, on Friday, um, at every Friday at like normally 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, ASI Central, which is a Twitter account run by Vin Driscoll, does a promo space where they talk about supply chain issues to social media marketing to whatever topics that are the most pressing and relevant to the promotional products industry. Um, it's going to get discussed there. So, you know, whether it's bringing in an expert, a chat that Ben leads himself, or the other fabulous editors like Chris, Teresa, John, or Sarah, um, they lead a topic for 30 minutes, sometimes an hour. And it's really good information. It's a great way to find resources, share how you feel, and connect with other people. So, that would be one that I would highly suggest you guys check out if you're looking to find promo professionals already in spaces. Um, I've seen other people like Industry Insider, like Meg, 
Steven and Jeff, they occasionally hold one for, um, it appears to be their, their Facebook Live. They kind of do like another separate discussion on a similar topic in Twitter spaces, which I think is really cool. So if your audience is already pre-established, I think this is a feature to consider experimenting with because of the fact that, you know, your audience is already housed there and not only your audience, but the promo um, industry. There's, you know, Promo Kitchen's Twitter chat that's been going on for four or five different years now. So, you know, there's a strong community and reason for promo professionals to already be there. So it's kind of ripe for the opportunity for you to kind of build out your brand, whether personal or professional. So to compete with Clubhouse, Facebook developed Facebook Live audio rooms last year. So this is one that I haven't really um, utilized because of a couple of reasons. But first, for, to give you guys a definition, Facebook is further following in the footsteps of Clubhouse by launching live audio rooms. So groups on Facebook will be able to host live chat rooms where members of that group can take part in real-time voice discussions with one another. So when this was first rolled out, some of my initial issues were the cap on who could participate, which is 50. So as probably majority of listeners know, there's like 12 to 13 large, you know, some of them in like the 12,000 or more range for uh, Facebook groups. So, you know, if you want to have a real in-time discussion and only 50 people can participate in a group, you know, uh, it's kind of exclusion. Uh, it kind of uh, creates exclusion. And I think it could be an issue for, for customer service, you know, and kind of bite you in the butt if you're not really thinking through what you're going to offer to those 50 people. If it's something that's more on the fly, like I could see this being a great opportunity for maybe sales execs. Like if you have a new product you want to demo, like, hey, if you got to get in those last minute orders for Q4, I know it's been hellish with everything for supply chain, but I promise you, you know, we're up to our eyeballs and fidget spinners, you know, or whatever hot products <laughs> is, um, you know, going on or whatever, like make sure that you hop into this room. I'm going to be answering questions, taking information, and I can connect with you and follow up to place orders afterwards. So I think, again, it's that quick execution piece where you can get yourself in front of your customers fairly quickly without a lot of barriers to do so. But just, again, think smartly, like if you're going to pre-promote an event far out and you can only have 50 people in the room, again, it presents issues of you know, maybe people being upset that they can't participate. So definitely think strategically about the topic um, and how you're going to facilitate this for success in the long run um, for your group. So another one that is not necessarily promo based, but I think presents a good opportunity for audience research for promo professionals. Like if you work with, you know, people in the entertainment industry, if that's like your bread and butter, you know, if you're trying to get some intel about, you know, what makes them tick, how they promote themselves, the spaces that they move into, Spotify Greenhouse, I think, is, is really good. So Green Room is, um, or I should say Spotify uh, Green Room is a live audio-only app that allows artists and creators to connect with fans, followers, and friends in the moment, much like Clubhouse or Twitter Spaces. So Green Room involves hosting discussions uh, through the app. Um, which is currently called Rooms or Spaces. These discussions or sessions enable artists and creators to talk about their newest releases on Spotify. So, 
you know, like is, uh, you know, little Nas, like <laughs> little Nas X necessarily the person that you're doing merch for? No, but you know, that niche does exist in our industry. So again, you know, use social media to your benefit. You know, that's what me and Vin preach all the time. It's, it's a business tool. You know, a lot of people have personal brands. They use it in their personal life, but you know, a lot of people who listen to this podcast are using it specifically, um, you know, for business purposes. So here's a way where you can listen in um, and learn about who you're targeting and maybe get more up to the minute um, intel that can help you craft core messaging and pitches that are on point for that audience. So what are the benefits of social audio? So I think personally, these five off the top of my head. So humanizing your brand. And I know that that's kind of like a, a lofty thing to say, but I think it's always the goal to strive for on social media. People want to be on social media to get social. You know, you drop a comment on a friend's post, you see a video of, a, you know, somebody's newborn or a puppy, or you end up direct messaging a friend, something funny that happened earlier that day. Like, it's about connection and consumers are so tired, uh, not just consumers, but I think B2B professionals of being kind of held at arm's length by other companies, you know, especially if you have that personal connection with them and you've done business with them for a while or you're a more established brand, I think you can put out ideas and create conversations and opportunities for people that are like-minded, that are interested in what you have to offer to connect. And you can do that in a short period of time with super low overhead and still be very, very impactful for engagement and reach um, in front of your ideal audience. Online events, like I mentioned earlier, again, you know, not everybody wants to sign into Zoom. <laughs> like, like Zoom ended up being the hero and the villain, I feel like, of this pandemic, which it saved our asses time and time again. But it's like, you know, I'm tired of attending things in Hopin. I'm tired of attending things in Zoom. I'm tired of, you know, having to sign up for, you know, another live cast. Like, I think this is a way for you to facilitate discussions, offer solutions, and again, connect with the people that you want to in a way that feels non-threatening and accessible in a really short period of time. And I just harped on it earlier. Um, sorry, that's my, my dog playing in the back there. Um, <laughs> so screen fatigue. So essentially, um, you know, I get bullied by my iPhone every Sunday. It sends me my screen login time. I still like I always say, oh, I got to like make sure I disable that. And then I always forget. And then Sunday rolls around and I feel like crying because it's like, Melissa, you've been on the screen for like almost 24 hours. <laughs> and for me, when the pandemic increased, especially like because I'm at a desk job, like I'm not you know, at a hospital, I'm not doing like hands-on care for patients anymore. So it's like, I get up, <laughs> I check my phone, I check my emails while I'm making my breakfast. Before I walk my dog, who just chose now to interrupt me because he's a little punk. Um, and then next thing I know, you know, I've gotten a shower and I got dressed and then I'm on a computer for eight hours and I'm taking meetings and MS teams and I'm seeing people in zoom for podcast recording and then I'm done. 
And then after that, you know, I'll exercise, I'll chill or whatever. And the next thing I know, I'm watching Netflix or I'm FaceTiming a friend to have a conversation. Like so much of our time, I know people listening can relate, involves screens. So yes, we're still using electronic devices, but I feel like it can kind of curtail that screen fatigue that maybe you, you know, I know a lot of us are experiencing, but also your audience as well, because your audience is you, right? Like if you're the one hosting, you know, Facebook Live after Facebook Live, I'm sure there's times when your audience is like, you know what, I really don't want to watch something for 50 minutes on your Facebook page, like I would just rather have the benefit of listening in. So I feel like, again, social audio uh, presents that opportunity. So another thing is, um, you know, we've all shopped and put something in a cart on Amazon or like, you know, a nasty gal like myself, you know, getting uh, a cheap t-shirt or whatever for a night out and we get retargeted by an ad, right? And it's spooky, you know, and it's very jarring. And it just, I think with so much information being out there about social media, cause it's a real conversation collecting information and privacy concerns and what that means for targeting for marketers, but also what that means at a real personal level, which is how much of my information do I want out there? And how much of that information do I want collected by other huge brands and juggernauts uh, for things to be basically sold back to me. Like it's, you know, it's marketing. It's not a hidden conversation. So yes, you can disable ads, but that's sometimes a, a step that is sometimes necessary, but some people, A, don't know how to do or B, don't want to do. They just want to be able to participate online in the communities that they belong to without having to do this extra step. So Social audio at this current moment is not being spread in these features and these apps. So I think that presents an interesting, uh, you know, an interesting environment because you can, again, just keep it social and about the content and the experience that's being shared without, you know, you know, Target reminding you that you have like $400 worth of inventory in a cart that you like left. You know what I mean? And then my final thing would be, Increase thought leadership and show expertise. Again, right? A high level statement. But if you're passionate about something, like maybe, you know, you're like a Danny Rosen or a Roger Burnett and like mission driven branding and, you know, uh, working with nonprofits just like set your heart ablaze. You know, it's like you're where, where your soul's at, which is really cool, right? you know, maybe you end up leading a discussion series on Clubhouse, right? Because it's not just promo people that are accessible by that app. And, you know, you showcase your unique solutions for how promotional products can help solve, um, you know, complex social issues by, you know, increasing impressions, um, you know, invoking an emotional response that has somebody sign up for your white paper, your email list, or, you know, has them become a member of your organization so they can help fight for a cause that they're also passionate about, you know, and you can, again, do that and showcase your unique self, what makes you tick as a brand, as a professional, and the expertise that you have to offer this great solution. And then you can bring other people into the conversation who can bring their audience in, right? you know, and you can keep that conversation going and amplify your message 
for the greater good, you know, and that's just one example, but you know, you could be somebody who in your personal life, like myself is really passionate about yoga. And maybe you just want to connect with other people and talk about, you know, chakra cleansing or meditation or like, what's the right crystal, you know, to like make yourself use less screen time. I don't know, but you know, whatever you're passionate about, no matter how niche you think it is, you know, you might think it doesn't matter, but trust me, there's people out there who want to meet you, who have the same interests, who are willing and want to hear what you have to say, you know, and are looking for maybe solutions or connection and kinship. And you can offer that to them in these spaces, again, with really, really low overhead to produce really simplistic, you know, basic, um, basic uh, things that you need, which is really just an idea, an audience, and, you know, a loose concept for how you're going to facilitate it. So now that we've gone over benefits, I encourage you, you know, to ask Vin and I any questions on Twitter. Um, I'm at Melissa underscore ASI. He's also at ASI Central. Um, or at, I should say, ASI Central on Twitter. You can email me at mnewman at asicentral.com. And I look forward to any questions that you guys have about social audio. Otherwise, I'll catch you in the next Twitter space on Fridays at 1 p.m. Take care, guys.